Hi, I'm Erin. Hi, I'm Julia, and we are the Gesso Girls. Here to help navigate the world of art with the mission to inspire you to fearlessly share your work with the world. All right, welcome back, guys, to the third ever episode of the Gesso Girls. We're really excited to be here, and full disclosure, this is the third time we've started this podcast. Um, it's been... It's been interesting talking about starting art and how you begin your practice in a way that you're set up for success. And for me, you know, this is a very overwhelming thing. There are some big questions you have when you're beginning about, okay, how do I sell my work? You know, how do I launch a website? And so the best way that we've been able to break down these big ideas is the ideas of big starts and little starts. And for me, big starts are things that kind of sound overwhelming and intangible. Like I said before, selling work, maybe launching a website. Um, And then there's the little starts that are a part of the big starts that basically are the stepping stones to get you to that place of launching something. And these are the things that happen behind the scene. Maybe it's, you know, posting a photo on Instagram. It's the very tangible task oriented things that get you there. And those are all really great ways to begin your art practice. But before we get into any of that about just how to practically begin something like selling your work, launching a website, branding yourself, you kind of have to have a bigger question you ask yourself first, which is the why question, which obviously is a very deep and somewhat theoretical thing. But I think it is helpful to really make clear on what the idea is behind your work, because that's what drives you. That's what makes you excited about what you're going to be doing. Um, And your why can be something simple. It doesn't have to be this big existential thing. It can be just, you know, because it's fun or because I like pretty colors, you know, or it can be a bigger thing that's more personal to you, like a way to escape or a way to express what I can't say or a way to process hard emotions and communicate. All those big things are, you know, totally fine too. None of it's right or wrong, but at the end of the day, it has to serve you. And I think it's really important that we continue to readdress our why. For me, I feel like when I was starting out, there's a bit of a stereotype associated with artists that is, you know, we're the brooding emotional type, you know, as the stormy weather behind us. We suggests. cry in our coffee. We cry in our coffee. You know, my watercolor is made with my tears. tears. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It's supposed to be like the art is supposed to be super personal and we all have to or we have to have some sort of big message behind our work, whether it be political or um, or personal or whatever it is. And those are all things, you know, I stand for and I think is great about making work. But that's not really the place I make work from. For me, um, my why has a lot more to do with actually making other people feel happy. (laughs) Obviously, painting makes me happy. But I find a lot of joy in painting things that other people like and painting things that brighten people's homes and also inspiring other people to create through my own work. And for a while, I sort of rejected this as an acceptable why. I I thought that that wasn't enough or that was somehow not a noble, there's the storms again, somehow not a noble thing to make work about. Or and maybe in a, some other you know way of phrasing it is that I was selling out because I was making my art for other people. But at the end of the day, making work for other people was what inspired me, and it was what gave me the push to make work and do art full time. And I think that that whatever your why is, it's it's okay and it's acceptable and it's unique to you. I guess since we're getting all existential and moody over here um I'm gonna you know put Aaron on the spot a little bit and Aaron do you have a why (laughs) (laughs) well that nothing beats a question like this on a rainy morning after a long weekend um 
well, Julia, you're a better person than I am. Your why is <laughs> much more uh, for the people. <laughs> um, I absolutely love that. And I think what's great is that um, when we started talking about this topic, I immediately thought I knew what my why was and I thought it was an easy answer. But then I said it out loud and I realized, wait, that's, is that my why? And I kind of questioned it and realized my mind really couldn't formulate the words of what my why was. Because my, my why isn't necessarily in word form. Maybe it's because I'm an artist and I work better in visuals, but it's more of an emotional outlet for me, or it's not necessarily just an emotional outlet for me, um, but it's an emotion to me is my why. It's the emotion of being creative. That is kind of my why, and I would say I'm still definitely trying to figure out what my why is, but I know I turn to my canvas because I am constantly creating artwork on the computer for graphic design for clients, hitting their needs and their aesthetic and what they want. And so when it comes to my canvas, it's just me and my brush. It's a, yeah, it's a judgment-free space for me where I don't necessarily have all the rule, like the brand guidelines and stuff like that. I'm making my own. And as you guys have heard in the past episodes, Julia does art full time, whereas it's more of a side hustle for me. It's something that I would love to pursue as a future. But at this point, my career is in creative directing and uh, graphic design, just kind of my experience. Uh, And I'm trying to merge them a little bit together. And that's kind of why... I believe my why is... So many whys, so many starts today. So many starts and whys. You always need a why for the start, but you need to start for the why. Um, But I think that's the best part about art and everything in this why is we all have different whys and there's no right or wrong answer. And as Julia said, like, it can change. Like, for right now, my why is most likely or probably, and I say most likely or probably because I'm not necessarily super... I'm not going to hold myself stuck to this why of that what it is, but I think mine's evolving. And right now it's, you know, my judgment-free creativity space where I can explore uh, and spark creativity that fuels my creativity. (laughs) Another word that we're gonna use a lot is creativity, but it, it helps me bring new ideas and fresh perspective to the computer as well. Whereas in the digital world, you can copy and paste everything multiple times and it moves so quickly. Whereas bring yourself to the canvas you take your time, you can slow down. And for me, I don't necessarily have deadlines or timelines on my canvas because it isn't something that I'm doing currently full-time, which kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off for me. And so my why is definitely evolving. And we understand that the why question is extremely intimidating and it's a heavy question, but there are a few things that we can suggest to help you uh, find that why and find that sense of purpose or inspiration. Honestly, it could be as simple as you just have to start by doing it. That's something that we've said many times. Just start. Just dive in head first. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to know why you want to do something unless you've you been done it. doing it. <laughs> yeah. And so that's another thing. You know, I think before you can address this question, there has to be some experience or data, if you will, that you can assess and understand, you know, this is what feels good to you. This is what doesn't feel good to you. And just, you know, to go back to what you were saying before, Erin, about how a lot of your work in graphic design has been for a client, for other people, it makes perfect sense that you, 
your painting practice would be for you. And so as long as your why is in alignment with what needs, what serves you right now, then that's perfectly acceptable. It doesn't have to be some sort of big grand idea. It can just, it has to be in alignment with what's going on in your life at the moment and it can change. And like we were saying, yeah, it can be an intimidating place to start, but just start doing it and see what feels good to you. Yeah, and I think what we've talked to and I think something that I might do moving forward is maybe keeping a journal and writing about your ups and downs, how you felt before you painted or after you painted. Maybe you'll kind of bring some more creativity of your why or maybe it's a whole other world of creativity for you is journaling and writing. And your journaling doesn't have to be Dear Diary. It can be just inspirational words, more of a poetic form. I think when people think journaling, they think it's therapy or it's documenting something you don't have to take it so seriously obviously if that's what works for you do it but if it doesn't um just try i mean there's a lot of great artists um that keep a journal by their bed and if they wake up in the middle of the night and have an idea they jot it down i think a lot of musicians do that if they some sort of song lyric comes to them they jot it down it's like maybe you're not painting when that why comes to you that's okay um but while you are painting think about it. Uh, or if you're drawing, think about it. Ask yourself, like, why did I sit in front of my canvas today? Why am I doing this today? And like we said earlier, it could be just like, I like it. That's okay. Um, but maybe you'll be able to tap into something a little bit more as you keep asking yourself and examining it. And I know examine and explore and all these things are heavy words too. It's like, I'm just painting. I don't want to have to like examine and collect data. But what we're trying to get at is, is just kind of tapping into the deeper meaning and root of your why to help you start or even evolve into a stronger artist and just kind of deepen that practice. Uh, Julie and I were talking about, and she was giving me some examples of, you know, three-year-olds always ask why all the time. Julie, you got a story that yeah. you told me about the little girl. Yeah, so I was a nanny for a little bit and there's this really fun age of when you're around three years old where every other word out of her mouth was why. You know, you'd say like, why is the grass green? And then you'd explain, you know, like vague answer. And then she'd ask another follow-up question to that and just kept going on and on and on and be like all day long. I was answering why questions and obviously not, not telling you guys to torture yourself with all these different why questions, but give yourself that sense of curiosity that a three-year-old might have of, asking those follow-up questions like why did you paint something why did you go about making something this way today and once that you you know you've had those follow-up questions you'll be able to find some curiosity that you might not have had before and find some fun or even make it funny for yourself too and at the end of the day it's the curiosity that keeps you know your why alive and coming back yeah tap into your three-year-old self and i think it's just a valuable thing i mean Children have such beautiful minds and creativity because I think they are not afraid to ask why. They're not afraid to ask questions. Sure, maybe they're not asking themselves the question and they're asking you and adults, but I think that's something that's so great and I hope that you take away from this is that it's okay to ask questions, okay to tap into the why, and maybe it's just calling up a friend and talking through your why. And a lot of the time too, I've noticed that when, you know, uh, the little girl I had nanny would ask me these why questions, she didn't really want an answer. It was just, yeah, it was just curiosity and also wanting to 
keep talking to me in some way and just having fun with, you know, seeing what I would say back would sometimes make her laugh too. So have fun with it. Don't get so caught up in, you know, having these deep meanings behind your work and just, you know, if, if today, it can change daily too. If today it's just to have fun and to paint, that's okay. Like I said before, just as a reminder, your why should always serve you and it's okay to change it. And it's okay, you know, just never stop being curious and asking questions is, you know, essentially what's going to propel your practice and make you a better artist in the long run. So thank you guys all for listening to our third episode. We'll be back on again to talk a bit more about practical ways of getting started now that we've set this basis down of finding your why. If there's anyone you can think of that might benefit from hearing this show, please pass it along. And also don't forget to leave us a review. Every little bit helps. And follow us on Instagram at Jessica Girls to stay in the know. And remember, it's all right to just Jesso it.